everybody. Michael Lombardo here. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. Ephesians 5.14 declares, Awake, awake, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. That was the Apostle Paul speaking to believers. He was speaking to believers. There's an awakening taking place in the body of Christ that our hearts may be awakened to the beauty of who he is, what he has accomplished, who he is in us, who we are in him, so that we can truly walk out the plans and purposes of God in this time, in this hour, to make an impact for the kingdom of heaven, to destroy works of darkness, to destroy the enemy's plans and schemes, and to establish the kingdom of God here on earth. And so I'm excited as always always for you guys to join me here today. Um, we're going to start releasing videos on YouTube. This is one of many used to do a lot of videos, but we've been doing uh, more audio releasing on charisma podcast network.com. Um, you the Apple podcast, Spotify, Google play audible, all the sh- uh, episodes of awakened podcast releases, new ones every Monday and Thursday. But now I'm going to start streaming again on YouTube. And this is the first one of many moving forward where there will be video content available on YouTube. So look up Michael Lombardo on YouTube and you will see from this point on all of our episodes on there streaming via video. And so thank you so much for tuning in. If you are always listening to Awaken Podcast, if you are constantly tuning in every Monday and Thursday, thank you so much. There's been many testimonies coming back to me of people being encouraged, stirred, challenged, healed, blessed, people sharing this podcast with friends and family and churches. And so thank you so much. Couldn't do this without you. Thank you for subscribing, rating, and reviewing the podcast so we can get it out to more people so they can be blessed and awakened by the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. There is what there is revelation. There is impartation released on these episodes, and so um, it is my desire to see the body awakened as well as myself. We just, you know, God is bringing us and drawing us into a place of purity and undivided devotion. I started at the beginning of this year a series entitled First Love Fire." It's a ten-part series, and I believe that God is baptizing our hearts in fire, in passion, as we spend time in His presence and His glory, so that we can truly be ministers of this gospel with vibrancy, with vibrancy. So people look at us and say, wow, what do you carry? What do you have? I want that as well. And so today I have a wonderful guest on my show. She has made um, an incredible impact on my spiritual life, on my wife's, um, as well as my children, you know? Um, And so um, it's Heidi Baker. Uh, we went to her. I was in her. I was part of her mission school. Her book, Compelled by Love, and many of her books just totally challenged me and awakened my heart to see that wow, I could believe God for the miraculous here and now. It didn't just the miraculous didn't die with the apostles and prophets. The miraculous didn't die with Smith Wigglesworth and John G. Lake. God is doing miracles today, and God wants to use all of us. And so, had the wonderful opportunity of being a part of their ministry and still being a friend of Iris. And so, it's awesome. Heidi and Roland Baker they founded Iris. Global, which was called Iris Ministries back in 1980. They began ministering together in Asia. And then in 1995, they were called to the poorest country in the world at the time, which is Mozambique. And they faced an extreme test of the gospel. They began pouring out their lives among abandoned street children as the Holy Spirit moved miraculously. They experienced revival. Um, it spread to adults, pastors, churches, um, began to spring up all over Mozambique in the 10 provinces. And Heidi, she's now called Mama Heidi. She ministers to thousands of children. Their ministry does incredible things. If, you, if, you, if you're not aware, they have Bible schools, medical clinics, church ba- church-based orphan care, well drilling, primary schools, evangelistic and healing uh, crusades all over and there's iris bases now all over the world and so thank you so much heidi for joining me what a joy to be with you oh 
Oh, bless you, Michael. It's so good to see you. <laughs> Always a joy. Even before we got um, recording here on the podcast, we just went in and just declaring victory and breakthrough <laughs> in different areas and thanking the Lord. And so, Heidi, um, I also shared with you, you know, in 2013, you gave me a ring. I met my wife in Mozambique, Africa. You gave me a ring to propose to my wife in Mozambique. And so, anyways, your ministry has been a wonderful <laughs> impact in our lives. Oh, bless you. You've impacted us as well. <laughs> and you have just such a precious heart. And I, I love your passion for God. You're just flowing out. Even on the Zoom, you can just feel the passion you have for, for him. And it's, it's a privilege to be with you. Awesome. Thank you so much. And so before we dive in today, I want to talk about what's happening in Mozambique and northern Mozambique specifically um, with um, internally displaced peoples, the need that's there, how Iris is meeting those needs, how we can also be a part of praying and also, you know, sowing into that so we can see transformation in the nation of Mozambique. That's where I really want to go today. That's that's what we're going to be discussing but just tell us kind of a twofold question. You can go into as many detail as you want. I know this could be a long intro, um, but you can share the short version if you want. But tell me how, because I love this story, how you first encountered Jesus and why you're in Mozambique today. Okay. I first encountered Jesus um, on an Indian reservation in central Mississippi. And I was 16 years old. My, my parents, my mom had taken me to um, Episcopal Church once in a while, uh, so I, I'd heard of his name, but I'd never heard how to be born again. And a Navajo, in full Navajo, uh, full-blooded Navajo preacher was speaking at a revival, and I was an American field service student I, from Laguna Beach, um, from a little private cove in Laguna. Mm -hmm. And I went to, I wanted to learn about how to love people and, and just have a deeper love for the poor. Actually, I wanted that even not knowing God, I was a ballet dancer and just wanted to, I loved cross-cultural even before I knew uh, the Lord in a personal way. So I went and when I saw this preacher, I was terrified because he was like, I've always hated white people. I'm like, (laughs) oh, crud, this is so bad. I mean, I was was the only white one there besides another exchange student. Everybody was um, Native American. uh, And I was like, this is bad. I didn't know what a, what a revival was. They called it a revival. I didn't know what that was. I'd never heard of anything like it. Sure, yeah. I was killing roaches. That was my job at the Indian dormitory. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just said, okay, I'll go. And the guy was just like screaming and I was so confused. I'd never seen anything like it. Mm-hmm. And then he looked straight at me, Michael, this man Navajo, full-blooded Navajo looked at me and he just stared right at me and he said, now I love all people because Mm -hmm. Jesus took away my hatred and Jesus put love inside my heart and now I'm totally transformed and I love all people. So good. Now I can love like him because he gave me love. Long story short, they play just as I am. I come nine times. I counted. Mm. Nobody went. And I was so intimidated because 
I knew that I wasn't blending, you know, I'm obviously Swedish, Norwegian looking (laughs) (laughs) um, person here, you know, there's no blending at all with me and in that situation. And I was nervous, like, um, you know, I'm this, the one white little white girl, you know, I'm going to, is it okay? I don't know. And, and I just felt God's presence on me. You know, he's just, he just loves everybody. He loves our tribe, our nations, our backgrounds. He knows us. And I ran forward finally um, after nine times. I finally, I don't know if I ran, I went forward Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I lifted my hands and I started screaming. And I remember the pastor's wife, she said, quiet. And I thought, I said, well, I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner and I need to be saved. I knew it. I knew it. And I was just like, right. I just want to read something that has to do with this moment. Michael is from Colossians 1.12. Your hearts can soar with joyful gratitude when you think of how God made you worthy to receive the glorious inheritance freely given to us by living in the light. He rescued us completely. That's what he did for me that day. He rescued us completely from a 16-year-old girl, from the tyrannical rule of darkness. And he translated us into the kingdom realm of his beloved son. For in the son, all our sins are canceled. And we have the release of redemption through his very blood. That day he (laughs) canceled my sin. That day I was born again. Mm. That day everything changed for me. And I have been in love with the one who found me ever since that day, March 13th. You could live. You could live oh, in yeah. love with Jesus. It never needs to diminish. We can go from glory to glory, faith to faith, strength to strength. Oh, <laughs> yes. again. oh, so good, awesome. So, how yeah, did? I'm how, in love. So, from that point, you were a young girl. You encountered the presence of God. You were born again. God transferred you out of darkness into light. And so, you know, now you're in the country of Mozambique. You're laying down your life. I know this is a long, I know this is a story, and there's so many wonderful details, but how did God begin to call you to ministry then and even to poor, like the poorest places? Yes, I was, you know, being a 16 year old. most people don't invite 16-year-old girls to go, come preach in their church, um, but I was on a five-day fast and a longer than that. But on the fifth day, I, I had an, an incre- just incredible encounter with the Lord. This is still um, as I'm living on the Choctaw Reservation in central Mississippi. They had a guest speaker who was a Navajo, mm. but a Choctaw Reservation. And um, I, I was in this little Pentecostal church where I was filled with the Holy Spirit. And I was just on the fifth day of a fast with my hands lifted and, and suddenly... I was just undone. I don't know. I couldn't hear the preacher. I couldn't hear the 
two pianos. Mm. I couldn't hear the tambourines. It's the only time in my entire life of decades of loving and serving the Lord that I heard the external audible voice mm. of God. And, and he called me and awesome. he called me, he called me to be a minister and a missionary to go to Africa, Asia, and England. Well, uh, all I can say to you is as I had this impression of the Lord just kissing my left hand, oil running down my arm, just calling me to marry him as every believer is called to marry him, mm -hmm. just intimate, intimate, face-to-face -face with Jesus. Awesome. Um, one just wholehearted affection, dove's eyes. That's what he <laughs> called me to. Beautiful. Uh, one who would have dove's eyes for him. Just, just love him forever and serve him with, with love and intimacy. So I said, yes, I didn't understand. I was um, so caught up in the presence and the glory that all I could do was say yes. And I remember as the presence, that heavy, weighty glory lifted, and they told me I was um, had my hands up for three hours. I didn't twitch. I was on my knees. I didn't move. I was just in the glory. And when it when it lifted, I remember just falling to the ground and laughing. And I wasn't laughing in disbelief. I was laughing with this incredible joy that I'd never experienced before. I was like, wow, what is this? Joy unspeakable and full of glory. And, and I was also laughing at, at the magnificence. Uh, just I was laughing with joy, yeah. uncontrollable joy at how could God the God of the universe picked me a, a little, just a little, little, little woman, you know, just a little ballerina from Laguna Beach. Like, how could God stoop so low? Mm -hmm. And I just was undone by that. And so we went to, I met Rawling, we went to Chinese food, we got married, off <laughs> to Asia. That's really the truth. After um, I, I, <laughs> Went through university in three years. You know, I just wanted to get to the field. Yeah. I did uh -huh. three, four years in three. We got married, went to Asia 12 years. Then we went to UK where I did my PhD, started the church among the homeless. And then we knew it was time for Africa. Mm. And long story short, <laughs> um, Roland is an amazing researcher. He's um, I'm first generation born again, Christian. Mm -hmm. I led all my family members to the Lord. Now. Oh, Thank you, Jesus. Yes. It took about 30 years, but <laughs> Hey, they all made it, you know, yeah. they all made it. Uh -huh. So, but Roland's fourth generation missionary. And um, he, he just has a passion, you know, and he always, his grandfather, had a major revival with um, street children in Yunnan, China. And so he'd always talked about that. And um, I don't know, Roland and I know that our lives, we're little, little people, but we, we want to serve uh, God in a way that would glorify him. And for us, the way that we feel the most joy is in the presence and with the poor. Mm. It's just in the presence and with the poor. So we, we started to research and Roland started to research 
where they were blowing up Red Cross trucks and the poorest nation in the world. It was Mozambique Mm -hmm. at that time. Mm -hmm. And I got so excited. I said, it's perfect. And we were offered this big base in Tanzania. They wanted a couple of PhDs to run their mission base and their mm-hmm. Bible school. And uh, we went there and it was fabulous. And there were, we had a free house to live and everything. We had no finance at all to go to Mozambique. Yeah, um, You know, he told us to give our building in Hong Kong away. And so we were literally like, okay, Faith. and uh, we'll go. And we got so excited. And uh, I flew over there. Roland went first. Then he came back um, to America to fit. He was finishing school and trying to finish. Mm -hmm. And uh, then I flew over there. And in three days, I was on the street, Michael, um, and I had nowhere to go. And I had no money. I had no money. I had um, no money. (laughs) I, I had this old truck that miraculously I'd gotten at an auction in South Africa, did not really know how to drive it. It's mm-hmm. a stick shift. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> it was bad, but I'm on the street. Yeah. And I, you know, it's so funny because I just defended my PhD from university of London King's college. So I'm thinking, wow, that was a whole lot of work. <laughs> yeah. Look at me now. Like I'm, I'm on the street corner and I don't have any money and I don't know where I'm going to sleep because this Bible school said I could stay for three days. And um, the third, that was the third day. I think there's a band named third day or something. <laughs> the third day. And uh, l- the Lord did a miracle. I went back to the little Baptist Bible school by the way, the Navajo preacher was a Baptist. It was a Baptist church where I was saved and went back to that little Baptist Bible school. And this little woman, obviously a missionary, she had a flowered skirt, a big bun and um, tennis shoes, you know, mm-hmm. and she runs up to me and she throws keys in my hand. She said, um, go, please. Will you help me watch my house, my flat? Um I'm going to Northern Mozambique and I need someone to watch my flat. And then she said, and eat the food or the rats will get it. (laughs) I had no food, Michael, no food, nowhere to stay. Suddenly I had keys in my hand and I didn't know where to go. There were no street signs, as you Mm -hmm. know, living in Northern Mozambique, um, no street signs. And back then in the South, no street signs. I find this little friend of mine um, named Lazaro. Lazarus is his name in Mm -hmm. English, Lazaro. And he knew that little missionary. She didn't tell me where she lived. Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit spoke to me through this. He said, you need to learn the language of Holy Spirit. How do you learn the language Mm -hmm. of Holy Spirit? By spending time with them. How do you learn a language on earth? By spending time with the people. That's right. I was learning Shangan in Portuguese. So I'm, I'm in the truck. Day three, I've already learned like 12 words. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm going around in circles in a roundabout with Lazaro, my new friend, in my old truck. And the gas tank's going empty. It's almost empty now. There's there's almost no fuel left in the gas tank. Holy Spirit speaks to me. He says, you need to be 
filled with oil. You need to be filled with my presence. You need to be filled just like this truck. If it's on empty, it's not going anywhere. If you don't know the language of Holy Spirit, you don't know where you're going. You might have uh, access to the heavenly realms, but if you don't know how to get there because you don't have time in the secret place and you don't have oil, you're not getting there. That's so. True. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I just learned as I'm going around and around, just praying in the spirit saying, help, 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 help Jesus. I'm about to, to have my tank on empty and my body all at that point was on empty. I mean, they were shooting at night. They were, my alarm on my truck was going out. Um, The war had just ended. So it was crazy, crazy. Mm -hmm. And I hadn't slept, you know, and I was exhausted. I was hungry and I was around and around. And finally, Lazaro said over there. And we went up the stairs of this old flat and the key. I put the key in the door, Shakaraba, and opened it up. And there I was (laughs) in this provided for me, this free little flat. I was so tired, and this is a really spiritual, um, important point. I was so exhausted that I wasn't hungry. Some people will hear preachers say, aren't you hungry? Aren't you hungry? You know, be hungry for God. Run up here if you're hungry. I was too exhausted to eat. Mm -hmm. And the Lord really is so kind. He knows our frame. That's why he gives us a Sabbath. That's why he tells us, take a full day off every week. I've been in missions for over 42 years. I take Saturday off just to be with him, to worship and just to rest and just to enjoy him and the word and just a whole day. I look forward like a delight. Friday evening comes and I'm like, yay. If I'm doing (laughs) conferences, I, I make it up another day and I am so, it's such a delight to me. So what happened? I fell asleep And I remember when I woke up, I had an appetite. And I feel like Holy Spirit speaking to some people listening right now. Mm -hmm. You feel like you haven't been hungry. You feel like you haven't known what to do and where to go. You've been just bouncing around COVID and Mm -hmm. um, all of the uh, craziness in the world has really affected kind of the way that your knower, you know, how you're, you're hearing God and listening to God. And, and I feel like some of you, whoa, your, your tanks, like you still, your car can run, but your tanks on empty. And uh, the Lord wants to fill you up. He just wants to fill you up again. And, and he wants, he wants to just awaken your heart. And he says, I want to speak to you from the secret place, from a face to face. I want to speak to you and I want to show you the direction that I want to take you. And I just feel like uh, he wants to say, he wants to teach you the language of the spirit, the language of the spirit where you can communicate with him and he can communicate with you. You see, he, uh, there is, and I feel like this has a little to do with the story we were 
talking about, Michael, just before we came on. Mm -hmm. There's a frustration when we can't communicate Mm -hmm. with words. Mm -hmm. There's a frustration when we can't make ourselves understood. And I feel like as, as we get closer to God, deep, deep intimacy, we learn the language of Holy Spirit. And we connect with God in a way where we know that, that we're communicating heart to heart, face to face. Mm-hmm. And in the same way, it's not a one-way communication Amen. we're having here, Amen. but He's communicating with us and now we're learning and Mm -hmm. he's communicating with us and we're communicating with him. Mm -hmm. And that frustration is gone because affluency comes in the spirit realm. Mm -hmm. So the, the reason we're in Northern Mozambique is the Holy Spirit spoke again fluency you know Mm -hmm. i I can't Mm -hmm. tell you i don't make mistakes i make tons of mistakes i'm still working on it i'm always working on another language i'm working on another language right now i love to work on people laugh you make mistakes but i was in red deer canada in the glory again in the deep presence of god at a conference and the lord said go and get my lost makua bride they're in northern mozambique Long story short, took a year to move from the south to the north. And now for 20 years, we've been reaching the Makua and the Makandi, the Yao and the Mwani. That's where where we all met you uh, in northern Mozambique. And God's poured out a massive revival there. Uh, We did not expect a war, but hey, you know, life (laughs) happens. Absolutely. But God sent you to Mozambique and you've seen tremendous miracles. You've seen revival power. I was there. I witnessed it. It's just like there's like a beautiful well, a spiritual well there. It's a safe place. God has just, you know, anointed your ministry, you and your husband and every missionary that's there laying down their lives. But the the children flock to the ministry. I remember going in the bush for hours and hours and hours to preach in the bush. And, you know, We'd show up and there'd be people singing all these worship songs, these Iris songs. And it was just like, God, the, the, the influence of Iris by the grace of God has stretched so far. And this impact, this nation's been impacted so deeply by the grace of God. And, you know, I want to get into what's taking place now, but I also want to say that revival is pouring out in a very dark place that you've seen people raised from the dead, blind eyes open, deaf ears open, the mute speak, demons cast out, lepers cleanse, like Bible stuff right now today and so god moves so mightily in the darkest of places and i just i just want to say that because yes there's there's suffering and yes there is hardship and yes you know we're going to dive into what's taking place even today but at the same time like god has shown himself faithful to pour out his glory oh yes he's so faithful (laughs) and and watching just think you know 20 years ago it was 99% or more people of another faith in mm-hmm. that province. Mm-hmm. And as the Lord sent over, I don't, I think it was 48 different nations 
came to northern Mozambique. I mean, you guys all slept in tents in yeah, the dirt. We did, yeah. You know, uh, most of the time, no running water, uh, out in the bush, no electricity. And people just kept coming. Mm-hmm. Doctors and lawyers and professors and students and drivers and pilots and ministers. And they just kept coming and coming and coming. And we were shocked. Like, what are these people doing here? <laughs> and we didn't understand. And then the mission school, harvest school just blew up. And I think we had we had half Mozambicans. So we had um, almost 500 Mozambicans and almost 500 uh, harvest school students at one time. It was huge. It yes. was like, whoa, what yeah. are you doing? And we would just be like going out like everywhere, three outreaches a week, mm-hmm. hitting that whole province. And God just kept saying, he said, I want you to reach my lost Makua bride. And then he said, I want you to reach the Makondi. I want you to reach the Ma- the Yao. I want you to reach the Mwani. And then all the nationals started rising up and meeting the Lord. And Michael, now, as we're going to get into what's going mm-hmm. on, our team right now is 99.9% Mozambican. Beautiful. Because, awesome. Um, we do have some her, her amazing missionaries still left. They are heroes for sure. There, I think we have seven that are still there. Mm-hmm. But w- one time we had 72. Yeah. So whatever that um that is we have um what do we have oh, 415 mozambicans on our full term time staff in northern mozambique in pemba and so yeah uh, mm-hmm. it's just god called the nations to come and he poured out this mighty revival mighty mighty and by the way it's not just me praying for the sick as mm-hmm. you know yeah. uh, anyone Anyone, eight-year-old, nine-year-old, ten-year-old, foreigner. Uh, I, I, I mean, um, I'm Mozambican now, so I don't count as a foreigner. But um, what everybody could pray for the sick. That's right. All the Harvest students, Mm -hmm. um, all the Mozambicans. Now it's um, 99% Mozambicans. No, even more. My team. Marina from Brazil and me go out with 50 Mozambicans uh, three to four times a week. Uh Um, And I think of this, and I want to just say it this way. If we hadn't heard God and we had just like gone everywhere else and hadn't concentrated there, when ISIS al-Shabaab came, which has been four years now, starting to burn down our churches, kill our our dear lovers of Jesus, our friends, our spiritual family, as well as burning down um, village, Masimba de Praia, Palma, they burn, mm-hmm. um, Kisanga, they just keep burning down little cities and villages mm-hmm. and decapitating people, crucifying people not just believers, not just lovers of Jesus, but also people of the same faith that do not agree with their mm-hmm. radical brand mm-hmm. of So this is happening. This is happening uh, right now. This is what's this taking is place. This is my world now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I had to come on a very quick trip to get a my my tooth actually um had to get a 
my tooth um, mm-hmm. fixed, it <laughs> cracked in the middle and we don't have dental care in Mozambique. And then anyway, I lost three. And mm-hmm. so I had to make a quick trip. Um, I'll be home uh, Sunday. I start my journey home, but just a few days I had to leave. But mm-hmm. I'm telling you, this is our world in Northern Mozambique. Um, but we're not stopping mm-hmm. the, the, the best part of this, you know, we've been through crazy, crazy hellish times. Our pastors um, who are living where, you know, it well, glory base, yes. which we now call glory garden They're um, They've lost their own children. I mean, we have a pastor whose four and a half year old son was decapitated mm-hmm. and his wife uh, went in one direction. He went in the other, went back with his older son and found his son decapitated. Um, and, you know, just putting different parts of bodies in holes. Now there are over 700,000. That's a very modest estimate. Over 700,000 internally displaced people. This is the place where you were with mm-hmm. your uh, fiance at the time <laughs> and this incredible mission school. We were going out sleeping in our tents, no right. guards, no uh, security. And now Al Shabaab ISIS has terrorized our, our province. And, and so, what, what do you do? Uh, most people would say, well, you leave and you leave quickly. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously we can't have a mission school there. Obviously yeah. we can't have visitors there because mm-hmm. we can't be responsible. Um, that's very clear. And the government obviously wouldn't yeah. allow it. Mm-hmm. As you know, they um, deported all of our students when the war started. Mm-hmm. Um, they're calling it a terrorist um, conflict. Uh, mm-hmm. Depends which which person you you hear, whether they call it a war or a terrorist conflict or ISIS al-Shabaab conflict, but it's all the same. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, but what's happened is God's, I had this vision years ago, this major impression of people dying and their faces were sunken in, their eyes were sunken back and they were starving to death. And the Lord spoke to me super clearly and said, give them something to eat, mm-hmm. you know, and I read the word of God. I love it. Like I, I have so many translations. I love the word of God. And, and I knew if he asked you, it's not a suggestion, mm-hmm. you know, he give them something to eat. Mm-hmm. And I remember just sobbing um, as I was seeing the faces of the poor, the faces of the hungry, the faces of the dying, all different ages and different tribes, actually, and nations. And I, I saw them and, and, I, and he just said, give them something to eat. And so I just said, yes, yes, Lord. Mm-hmm. And, and I had had this encounter where I'd had this impression of the body of Jesus and it turned into bread and the cup of suffering and joy yeah. that flowed from his side, water and blood, and it turned into drink. And, and I started to give it to the children and it multiplied. Well, I'm telling you, it's all about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And if you know him and love him, 
then you will be thrilled and excited and thankful to be wherever you are and do whatever he asks you to do. Mm-hmm. So we are, we haven't left. In fact, with COVID, we don't travel speaking around the world anymore. Mm-hmm. I haven't spoken anywhere except on Zoom for a year and a half or more. I can't remember mm-hmm. since last uh, January a year ago. I don't know, a long time. Yeah. I don't I don't travel to speak now. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe I will in the future, but I just get to be in northern Mozambique with the people God called us to. And now we're feeding 34,600 people a meal a day. We're going out the COVID, no COVID, they allow us to do this because the people are seriously hungry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the government gave full permission. And this is the beautiful thing. We don't just go out with rice and beans and uh, katanas. I forgot the English machetes and hoes and watering cans and seeds and um, cornmeal. We don't just go out with that. But we go out with audio solar Bible That's right, yeah. in their dialect, right? In mm-hmm. their dialect. So we have we have Mwani, we have Makandi, we have uh, Portuguese and Makua with a flashlight on this little device. It's so cool. We go out there and in 20 years, we have never seen the fruit we're seeing now. Mm. All Mozambican team, because I'm Mozambican, so I'm going to count. I'm not yeah. counting myself out. I'm, I'm no longer a, a missionary. I'm Mozambican. That's right. So, uh-huh. so all Mozambican team out there, you know, mm-hmm. and God's just bringing in the harvest. Yeah, Every single person we speak to says yes to Jesus. They've been so traumatized. They're so hurting and we hold them in our arms. And I, I hope some people will go on our website, mm-hmm. irisglobal.org and look at, look at some of these testimonies. Um, we, we have to, we can't put everything out because um, we need to protect the people mm-hmm. and, um, we want to protect ourselves as well, but I'm telling you this in this darkness, we have never seen such light breaking forth That's right. and such glory and provision. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't, we don't beg. We're no. not on. You'll never hear mm-hmm. us beg. We're not out there begging. Mm-hmm. We're not even doing conferences. We're not, we're not even out there trying to tell, you know, we're just, yeah. We're just out there doing it. Mm-hmm. And God is touching the body of Christ. And I I can't explain it to you, but every single day, um, and and it, it's like the next every two weeks we have to buy this huge quantity of food again, um, or ship another mana a mana container. Mm-hmm. And um it's somehow it's just there. <laughs> It's just <laughs> the provision, the supernatural provision of the Lord. And, you know, I heard Rollins say that, you know, you guys are meeting the needs of the people. God's providing you guys are meeting the needs of the people. But there's such a spiritual hunger in the people. They want Jesus. They want his presence. They want a touch from him more than they, they want, want anything else. <laughs> they want healing. They want yeah more than anything else. 
they want Jesus. And so it's so beautiful. I love hearing that, how the gospel is still moving forward. You're meeting their physical, practical needs, but also preaching the gospel, getting them these solar Bibles. Awesome. And everyone should go to irisglobal.org to find out more. But what would you say to those who are listening to this podcast that want to be used by God? You know, um, they've got dreams and, and callings in their heart and, you know, they, they want to make a difference. They want to lay their life down, but they're caught up in life and circumstances. What would you say to the Western churches that are the wor- church worldwide? Just, man, they just, they want to be used by God. They, their heart's hungry when they hear these amazing stories. They want to make an impact. First, I want to say live for eternity. Mm. You know, don't don't just live for this here and now. Don't just live for this world. Live for eternity. Like we, I, I love the fact that that we can make a difference on this earth, but it's not all about us. You know, it's not just. It's not even about our calling. It's it's about us. In, in this sense connect yourself to him mm-hmm. learn the language of holy spirit yeah. that's what i want to say today learn the language of holy spirit yield yourself to god and and as you yield yourself to god it's like randy clark had this amazing message you know let the lord spend you like a coin in his pocket oh so good just let him spend you like a coin in his pocket and don't think more highly of yourself than you ought. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all little people. Uh, I know there's people calling people this and that and this title and that title. I would I would just plead with the body of Christ. Would you please ditch the titles? Mm-hmm. Would you please ditch the titles and would you just would you just walk humbly on the earth and just lay your little life down and learn the language of Holy Spirit because if you if you could know what he's asking you mm-hmm. then and and you were pure and holy walking in the strength you know listen I, I pray that you would walk I want to pray this prayer over yes. the people right now I pray the prayer of Paul over all of you I pray that you would walk in the ways of true righteousness, Sharamahandai, pleasing God in every good thing you do, Western body of Christ, all the believers. I pray that you would move, that you would walk in true righteousness, pleasing God in every good thing you do. Then you will become fruit-bearing branches, yielding to his life, and maturing in the rich experience of knowing God in his fullness. And I pray right now, I pray for all of them listening and watching God. I pray for the power, Lord, the Holy Spirit, power, God, that it would energize them, that it would energize them, Lord, show Ramasai with all the explosive, your explosive power, Jesus, your explosive power, Jesus, that each day, Lord, there would be fuel in their lives, God, each day there would be oil. And Lord, I call, Lord, I want to call, Lord, as the people watching, Lord, uh, that the especially younger 
ones, Lord, that they, they feel like their whole life's ahead of them, but they, they, they sometimes run on empty. Oh, God, I ask, Lord, that as they see the life ahead of them, Lord, they will learn, they will learn to live in the secret place. They will learn to wake up in the morning and, and just spend time in, with you, Lord. And the ones right now, I especially pray for the mothers with the little ones uh, who don't even know how to even have time for a shower, let alone uh, soaking, let alone uh, <laughs> reading the word for hours a day. Lord, I just pray for creative solutions. Yes, I thank you for the audio uh, on their telephones, listening to the word of God, to the, to the, um, dramatized version to the passion version to the niv version mm. to a version maybe a first heart language version as they're as they're uh rocking their babies as they're clean in their house. Lord, I pray that that this life that we live would not just be on hold as we wait for the world to open up. Lord, as we've seen, even though our schools are closed and our, our very big mega churches are closed, Lord, our lives are more connected with you than ever before. You, and, and we're seeing more people come to know you than ever before. So I thank you for this explosive power now and i pray for an impartation of explosive power from holy spirit from the realm of your magnificent glory filling you with great hope and that prayer and impartation um as we close, it's coming from Colossians, yes. the book of Colossians. I just love this book one. And I started with 10 and, and earlier read verse 12 and down. And so thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And I thank you, God, that in America, Lord, that the church um, as individuals and corporately that they are going to wake up. Lord, you showed me years ago what we've seen during the COVID crisis. You showed me shiny cars and people dressed in, in good clothes that weren't worn out, waiting in line for food and, and waiting in line for food. And you gave me that uh, impression and I shared it with uh, as much as I could. And Lord, I know we've experienced it, but Lord, I know there's even greater shaking to come. And I ask that those watching, Lord, instead of being afraid of things, of, of politics, instead of being afraid of inflation and, and COVID and crisis and wars and earthquakes, instead of being afraid of Al-Shabaab and ISIS, although they're a scary bunch, but instead of being afraid, Lord, that we would be the feet on the ground and the hands extended and we would have the food, whoa, in our yes, hands you. and you would multiply through every single one physical and spiritual food physical and spiritual drink in the name of jesus thank you jesus <laughs> hallelujah we just receive from you father we just thank you for that daddy yeah hallelujah
We love your presence. All fruitfulness flows from intimacy. Intimacy. You want to be there? It is. If you want to be fruitful, we must be plugged into the vine. And so, um, it's always a joy to speak to you. I love your ministry. I love being a friend of Iris. We carry the values in our spirit. We walk it out. It's our desire to walk it out and to be a minister of this gospel according to his grace by the working of his power. Amen. And so, Thank you so much, Mama Heidi. I'm just going to call you Mama Heidi because that's just what I'm used to saying, being in Mozambique. And uh, for those who are listening right now, tune in. um, Make sure to share this and also go to irisglobal.org. A link will be in the comment section. Again, thank you so much for taking time to be with me today. Bless you, bless you, child. Give my love to your family. Will do. Thank you so much. For those who are listening, thank you for tuning in to Awaken Podcast. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so we can get it out to more people so they can be awakened by the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Bless you guys, and I'll speak to you next time on Awaken Podcast. Hey guys, Michael Lombardo here. Uh, Just quickly, I just want to make a resource available to you. I wrote a book released with Destiny Image Publishers called Immersed in His Glory, a supernatural guide to experiencing and abiding in God's presence. My desire is for you to get to know the Lord in a experiential way, to break every barrier to experience God's presence in your everyday life. I've met people all over the world that are just hungry to know him, but just don't know how to get there, don't know how to experience Jesus in a deeper way. You know, what keeps you from encountering him in a greater way? Do you feel unfit to enter his presence? Do you feel stuck? Maybe you worry that you don't know enough to meet with God. Every human being is hardwired with a need for intimacy with God. When this need isn't met, we search elsewhere and we find ourselves broken and unfulfilled. But connecting with God is of utmost importance. And in this book, I'm just inviting you to experience this vital union with the Holy Spirit that is greater than you have ever imagined. A continuous fellowship with God where a lifestyle of miracles, visions, encounters becomes normal. All right, so in this book, you learn how to be free from self-condemnation, guilt, and shame through intimacy with the Holy Spirit. You learn how to um, have guidance from God as you experience His presence every day. You overcome lies that have held you back from experiencing more of God. You get a revelation of your inheritance that was already freely yours, you know, through the lavish gift of grace through Jesus. And so I just want to present this to you immersed in His glory. You can go to Amazon and find it there. You could also go to my website, lifepouredoutintl.org, lifepouredoutintl.org. TL.org, or you can go to destinyimage.com. The audiobook is available as well on amazon.com, as well as some video teachings at destinyimage.com. And so, bless you guys. Grab a copy of Immersed in His Glory. Thank you.